Joe Rogan just signed a $100 million Spotify deal. Now, here are 10 things to know about Joe Rogan and his podcast and this deal and why this is actually pretty important. Number one, he still owns the podcast. Rogan, who has kept his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, independent since launching it in 2009, he will retain ownership and full editorial control of the show, which will be available on Spotify starting in September and become exclusive to the platform at the end of the year. The video version of the podcast, which currently streams on YouTube, why Spotify did this deal. Spotify has been making big moves to acquire big names, acquiring multiple companies to boost their subscriber base and become the top dog as a media platform. Spotify has been willing to pay fat sums in order to get the biggest names in the business. It shout out $155 million for Bill Simmons, The Ringer, earlier this year, with another $51 million coming down the pike, and $194 million for Alex Bloomberg and Matt Lieber's Gimlet. In pursuing Rogan, the streamer is looking to convert his massive fan base into subscribers. For Rogan, this deal may have been to have more independence in the sense that he can leverage big money for any platform for the highest bidder, instead of relying on typical revenue avenues to the normies like normal content creators, right? So for instance, if you were to just start creating content, let's say on YouTube, one, it would take you a while to get monetized. Two, even if you were to get monetized, even if you were a big creator, YouTube could just take you out. They could stop your funding. They could stop the ads running on your channel, all this sort of stuff, right? Like you're at the whim of YouTube. But Rogan being how as massive as he is and doing this sort of deal basically shows his worth to other media platforms. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. We can't do that to him, right? Because he has all this pull, right? Being the number one podcast. Number six, Spotify made $1 billion from this deal basically within the first day, okay? So Spotify's stock shot up on news of the deal. It closed up 8.4% on Tuesday, adding more than a billion dollars to its market cap by the end of the day. Its founder, Daniel Ek, is now worth $2.8 billion and it's $86 million richer than before the announcement. And I believe the last time I checked... Spotify even made even more money, closer to, I think, 4 to $5 billion from this. So that's a pretty darn good investment from Spotify's perspective. Number seven, Joe Rogan never promoted his podcast. Many people who start a podcast do a big launch, spend a bunch of money on advertising, go on other shows to try to promote their own he commented before that being consistent was the key to the growth of his podcast because he first started to do it once per week, then two times per week, and then basically constantly. Number eight, he had massive growth in just a few years. 
In January 2015, the podcast was listened to by more than 11 million people. By October 2015, it had grown to acquire 16 million downloads a month. By April 2019, the podcast had 190 million downloads a month. Okay, that is crazy. Like, think about this for a second. Depending on how much he gets paid per 1,000 listeners, downloads, all that kind of stuff, right? He could be getting paid four dollars per 1,000 listens, ten dollars per 1,000 listens, twenty, twenty-five, fifty dollars per 1,000 listens, right? So think about this. Let's say he were to get paid because of how massive he is, right? Being like the number one top dog. If he got fifty dollars every thousand listen, right? And let's just use like a simple number as one million downloads. That means he would have been paid fifty thousand dollars for just one download. Like it's crazy that he could potentially make that much money. Well, technically, way more with his downloads. But I'm just saying, it's insane amount of money. Number nine. He has a national influence. In the 2020 presidential election, after presidential candidates Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard both saw measurable surges in popularity and fundraising, will only be available in full on Spotify as well. This is an undisclosed multiple-year deal, right? So it could be just two years or more. Right now, this would be really cool if it's only for two years and he's getting basically fifty million per year, which is something that I could kind of see happening because he's such a big hitter and pretty much this is like radio show money, right? This is like Dave Ramsey show radio money. This is like the Howard Stern radio show money or SiriusXM money. This is like、um, a whole bunch of other ones, right? Like like this is like. The big dog sort of money. It fits fifty million per year. Now the thing is, apparently he's also made very good amounts of money as well, which we will go over later in this episode. So number two, the podcast actually started around two thousand three, right? Basically, the origination, the origins of his podcast was started around two thousand three. So the podcast originates to around two thousand three. When Rogan hired Brian Redband, a self-taught video editor and an employee at a Gateway 2000 computer store in Ohio, to work for him full time to film, produce, and edit videos for his website. Now Rogan had noticed video work that Redband did for comedian Doug Stanhope and invited him to fill him and his group on stand-up comedy tours. Redband accepted and relocated to California in the process, following Rogan with a camera and recording everything. After several years, Redband noticed that fans were demanding more content from Rogan and for it to be delivered faster. This prompted the two to seek new ways of quickening what was a lengthy editing process to make their website and content more interactive. Coupled with his interest in popular live video streaming services of the time, Redband wanted to do the same thing I was filming, but live, and set up live streams on Justin TV, which is Twitch nowadays, from the green room at Rogan's comedy gigs. 
Redband had no prior experience with audio engineering, so he taught himself how to operate the mixing board and microphone setups. After some time on Justin TV or Twitch, Rogan suggested the idea of hosting a live video stream with Redband from his home and interact with fans in a chat room and on Twitter, with the audio portion released as a downloadable podcast, which is really the best thing that he's ever been able to do. So Rogan was influenced by the open discussion style from appearing on Opie and Anthony in the live Ustream show that co-host Anthony Kumia did from his basement studio, live from the compound. The first episode aired live on December 24th, 2009. Number three, his podcast was the highest paid in 2019. According to Rogan, his podcast was getting 190 million listeners a month. Okay? Like, that is an absurd amount. Okay? Like, an absurd amount. So, it was number one podcast on iTunes, hit the trending page of YouTube multiple times, and I mean multiple times, was reported to make 30 million based off of ad revenue. That's not including, you know, his comedy shows that he's doing in the stages and auditoriums and all that kind of stuff, his merchandise, any of his products, because, of course, he owns on it as well. So that doesn't include any of that. Number four, he was a millionaire before his podcast. So people know Joe Rogan from many different facets. The UFC guy, the Fear Factor guy, the comedian, and the bald guy. But the job he got that he never took seriously was Fear Factor, and it made him multiple millions of dollars. Securing him financially for years And he even mentioned this in his podcast On one episode where He really thought this whole show Was basically just going to be one big joke Which it was But he didn't take it any seri- He didn't take it seriously They chose him for the job And basically the show just basically skyrocketed Probably because of how absurd it was And he said Yeah once I started getting paid for that I basically you know pocketed everything And made sure that I was good Right? Because he basically made sure to secure himself so that he had a whole bunch of financial freedom and he could do whatever he wanted to do, like create his own podcast and focus on it. But it also made him a potential household name because no matter what, when you see his face, if you've ever watched Fear Factor, you know him, like you recognize him and that makes it a little bit easier for people to connect with him. Number five, after making guest appearances on the program in 2019 and in 2020, when presidential candidate Bernie Sanders saw a surge of press coverage in national news and global media outlets as a result of his campaign using a clip from the Joe Rogan experience showing Rogan speaking favorably about the candidate and saying on air, I think I'll probably vote for Bernie. Number 10, it's a podcast that people love. In August 2010, nine months after its launch, the Joe Rogan Experience entered the list of top 100 podcasts on iTunes. Okay? That's insane. The podcast was voted Best Comedy Podcast of 2012 by users of iTunes. In February 2014, the podcast won a Stitcher Award for Best Overall Show of 2013. In 2017 and 2018, 
The podcast was Apple's second most downloaded podcast. And in January 2019, the podcast won Best Comedy Podcast at the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. And of course, 2020, he got a potentially $100 million deal with Spotify. So feel free to go to 40inbox.com and be a master of your money. Check that out. Check out our Instagram at 40 Box. Make sure to watch more episodes about money and money lessons. And yeah, this is a pretty interesting situation. And it would definitely be interesting to see what YouTube tries to do to try to replace Joe's presence. Because that is a massive, massive loss for YouTube and for iTunes. Because many people don't know this. If you haven't used Spotify before, but Joe Rogan has never really been on Spotify. Like, think about that for a second. Like, before this deal, he was not on Spotify. So there's going to be a huge amount of people who were only listening to him on iTunes that are going to be going to Spotify, right? Like, there's people who, like, just fully, like, solely focus on iTunes who are going to move to Spotify because of him. And if that's the only place to watch him as well, there's going to be a lot of his YouTube subscribers who end up watching it on Spotify, right? Because here's the thing. When you take him off of those two platforms, right, it forces people to actually go to Spotify, right? Because let's say, you know, since he wasn't on Spotify before, but he was on YouTube and iTunes, that means people from different platforms, you know, different operating systems like iPhone and Spotify could actually, you know, work with that. So that's something to really think about that they could have like, you know, oh, I could just watch him on YouTube. Oh. I'll listen to him on iTunes because I got like an iPhone. But now it basically forces people to specifically go only to Spotify. And that's going to be a pretty interesting situation. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to leave a review and DM us on Instagram at 40 box as to what you would like to learn more about when it comes to money and personal finance and making money. Now, if you want to learn the simple steps to make money online using just a phone or a computer in a PowerPoint presentation, join the free training below. You can join Robinhood and get a free stock worth up to $500 below. And make sure to check out 40 to be a master of your money. And there are useful tools on there to help grow your money on there as well, like automated investing apps and just free resources that could really help you out. And thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. And this has been the 40 Box Podcast.